This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Kevin Zadai. And Kevin, you are no stranger to this uh, podcast and the show. And we're so excited about your new book and your new CD set. And Dr. Zadai, I have read a lot of books through the years on hearing the voice of God. And this is one of the best books I've ever read on how to hear God's voice, walking in fellowship with God, and really being reminded how God is already talking to us. It's just a matter of us, uh, as you say, and I'm going to go ahead and give the spoiler alert now. The big thing for those of you who are listening that really touched me is when Dr. Zadai said, the Lord is already speaking to you. You just got to learn to turn down the world's voices. And uh, we got a lot coming at us. So thank you, Kevin, for being with us. Oh, you're so welcome, Ryan. I'm so excited about this. This is one of the most needed subjects to be talked about. And the Lord had given me a mandate to write this book and to talk about this to the body of Christ because everybody needs to be able to communicate with their Heavenly Father. And I was just talking to somebody today, a dear friend of mine this morning, and uh, this person is going through a lot in life. And um, they begin to list all the things that they're going through, Kevin, and and then literally in the conversation, they're like, I just need to hear God's voice. But you in your book are teaching, you know, you got to you gotta silence all the fear and the anxiety and the news and the bad reports so you can actually hear and tune into the voice of God. Yeah, that's, that's right, Ryan. And I'm I'm feeling that, that this is what's needed right now with everybody I'm talking to. I want to do everything I do for, in ministry. I want it to just help people. I, I want to help people no matter what the cost is. Now, one of the biggest keys, and this is one of the hardest things it seems for Christians to do these days, is find the intimacy with God in the secret place. And that's one of the main things that you like to teach on is the secret place. Talk about how getting into that secret place of prayer, and maybe you could define that for us again, Psalm 91, but how do we get into that secret place of prayer and begin to listen and discern the voice of God? Well, the the secret place is actually a, a spiritual place. It's not a physical place. So it doesn't matter physically where you are, as long as it can be an environment where you can, you can, uh, concentrate on your spiritual life in, in your spirit realm in your spirit realm there's there's uh, uh angels there's demons there's god and then there's the spiritual part of you and in that spiritual part of you there's a place that you can go to in prayer in meditation with of the word of god where where you can you can actually experience and have i actually have an experience every day i have an encounter every day with the holy spirit because of that so it's not just a place where you visit and it's like a drive-through window it's an actual place where you can meet with god and talk with him and this this is something i saw when i was in heaven but i saw when i came back 
that it was a fight down here to get to a place where you have an environment where you can lock yourself up. I was told by a minister who has a great big ministry based on the Holy Spirit, and he told me, he said, it's a fight down here just to stay in that. When I was talking to this individual today even, Kevin, about this very thing, it seems like it's such a struggle to so many people to get quiet in a secret place. And I wanted to tell this individual, hey, you just receive, just listen, just be still. How do you begin to silence all these voices? It may not be uh, sinful things that they're hearing, but they're bombarded by, uh, I don't feel loved by God. I don't know if he's actually hearing me, uh, you know, this and that. What are some of the ways that we can say you no know, to all this stuff that's coming through our head? Well, you know, the bottom line, Ryan, is is uh, it's not fair that I got to be on the other side, but <laughs> I I was there and I got I got sent back. I'm telling you the truth. There's such a discrepancy between what we feel and what is the truth. I saw that God has a personality. He he has he likes things. He doesn't like things. He's happy. He likes to see certain things. Well, because of that personality, he he loves people. He's decided to love people. He created people. So a lot of what the problem is with people, the way they feel down here is they don't they 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 do not understand his ways. They don't understand his personality, that he he loves you. He adores you. He created human beings. It's just that we have to receive him, that he's pursuing us. He really is pursuing us. You talk about the sound of God's voice. I mean, you don't really hear about that being taught that much these days. But even though the Bible talks about the, the, the voice of the Lord is powerful, it's strong, it shakes mountains, it shakes nations, yeah, you talk about it's a gentle whisper. And talk about that. Talk about how the how we can begin to hear the whisper of God. Well, I say, yeah, I, I think that the, the problem is when talking to people all over the world, when I talk to them, they, they say this, they, they want to hear God's audible voice. But see, that would, that's very rare. So that is the first thing you got to tell people is that it's not something that's maybe spectacular, but it is supernatural. So when you get you set yourself apart, God will, will start to tell you things that are beyond what you can handle. There are things about your future, the amazing future he has. It's things that he will remind you of things he's already said. And then he will start to walk with you, and he will start to convince you of how good he is. And so I tell people, don't look for the audible voice. Look inside. Get yourself still. Think about his word, and he will step right in and start talking to you. I know this for a fact because I was on the other side. So I've experienced what this is about on both sides, and I know that this is possible. One of the things you talk about in your book, I remember, is that the voice of the Lord, the the gentle whisper, has a real authority to it, even though it's a whisper, that inner knowing. And so tell me what you think about this. That basically answers the question— well, is it God? Is it the devil? You know that standard thing. Is it me? Is it my own thoughts? And two things, Kevin, if you don't mind, now that I say that, is you teach God doesn't speak to your mind. And number two, when he speaks, it's with, with authority in your spirit. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth, as it says in John 4. He's not a mind, and he's not a physical body like we have. So he's not going to speak to your body. He's not going to speak to your mind. He's going to speak to your spirit spirit to spirit. And this is this is one of those keys. People have to start to 
invest in their spiritual life by feeding themselves on the Word of God and framing their mindset. So it's a, it affects your mind, but you, you have to frame your world by the Word of God. And then that still small voice is going to come right in there with that. Now, one of the things that you talk about so clearly, and you really bring to light that I feel that a lot of Christians are missing this ingredient. You just talked about the Spirit of God. Uh, We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in a minute, the Holy Spirit's role. But the Word of God plays such a key role in hearing the voice of God. Yes, and it's uh, something that that I saw would at the end of this age, uh, at this particular time right now, that we would start to fade away from that, and and we would give heed to seducing spirits. And so it's very important that believers eat the Word of God every day, because something happens. I saw on the other side that something happens to your spirit. You can actually grow spiritually by eating the Word of God. So this is not the time to back off the Word of God. And I spend hours a day in the Word of God, but that was, uh, Ryan, when I worked in a career, I was flying. I was in the air flying uh, 11 hours a day at, at work. And I always meditate on the Word of God. Every every single hour I was I had scripture verses. I was meditating. I would bring out just a verse, and I would take a flight. I would work my flight, and then I would get another verse on a card. And I was doing that constantly, Ryan, while I was working. I was having those things before me for years, for the last 29 years at, at my job. So, and you teach in your book that, okay, you're going through a situation, you're wanting to hear the voice of God, but because you have engaged and meditated on the Word of God, you're going through a certain situation, all of a sudden the verse comes into you, nothing can separate me from the love of God or or whatever it is, and that's how it all ties together, correct? That's exactly how it ties together. The, The Word of God and the Spirit of God are one. And what God has already spoken has been established. And but, but I just want everyone to, that's listening to understand that this is literally food. I mean, it literally, when you eat the Word of God, it's like eating some bread. It's bread from heaven. Yeah, I realize more and more that people are moving away from that. And I've heard you talk about this before, Kevin, is that people read the Word of God through the wrong lens, so to speak, because that verse didn't work for me or that verse. But I've listened to your messages. God's not mocked. What He said He would do, He would do. That's precisely right. I I believe that, that God has all these wonderful things that He wants to do for His people. But I do also believe that our mindset has to be changed. And that's what Paul said in Romans 8. He said the mind of the, of the Spirit is against the mind of the flesh, it, the mindset. So it's the way you frame your thinking. And uh, just to be honest with you, just what happened uh, with my visitation with Jesus just recently, he said people have become lazy, and, and he said they need to get back to their first love. And you have said before that we there's a false— um, uh, leaning on prophets and pastors and teachers that they they we tend to go to them before we go to the Lord in the secret place ourselves first. That's correct, Ryan. And the Lord, uh, you know, even when He visited me and with this this encounter, He said that those days are over. He said He said I'm 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 done with that. And He said people need to to feed themselves with the Word of God and not depend upon the office of a prophet, because then um, he showed me that the office of prophet starts to become uh, uh, 
compromised because people start to manipulate in the soul realm the prophet and then he starts speaking out of his imagination he told me that he said they my prophets are speaking out of their imagination and he said that to me uh, just recently that's 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 a heavy word now uh the role of the holy spirit is so vital in our lives because jesus literally said i'm going to send you the comforter the helper the counselor and how does the Lord sending the Holy Spirit, how does that all tie together with hearing the voice of God, our relationship with the Holy Spirit? This is the most profound thing, and it's also the most neglected thing. The Holy Spirit is actually the word there. It's a, a legal term that means like a lawyer or it's, it's an advocate. So he actually comes aside uh, you and starts to counsel you. He's like a life coach. He actually will tell you exactly what you're supposed to see, think, hear, everything, if you want to listen to him. And this is God's voice. It's to, it's to him talking to you spirit to spirit. He's your strengthener. He's your standby. But he can cause your mind to actually side with the spirit. And then you've got two against one. You got the, Because then you can tell your body, behave, you know. I love how you say that uh, when you sleep, your your body and mind are trying to vote you off the island, but your spirit is trying to hang in there with you. Yeah, and and believers have to understand something. They are a believer. They're not they're not an unbelieving believer. They're they're someone who is a spiritual person in a body. So a Christian. It's natural for them to want to hear from their Heavenly Father. It's natural for the Holy Spirit who is inside of you to want to come and talk to you and start to guide you. But the mind disqualifies what the Spirit is saying because it's not framed right. It's not framed according to what what the personality of God is according to the Word of God. So this all works together, but I'm telling you, I'm. It might sound too simple, like I've oversimplify everything that I teach, but it's because it is simple. It really. Uh, the Lord told me He was ministering to people that had a third grade education when He walked the earth, and He said we need to get back to just uh, loving God and loving our neighbors ourselves. That's what He just told me last month. So good. In person. So good, and we're going to be talking about this visitation that Kevin had just the other day in just a moment. Kevin, when you were beyond the veil, so to speak, and you were on the other side, um, you really saw things that people longed to see. But one thing that really impacted you when it comes to our mind, will, and emotions is you look back at your body and you you saw the, the soul part of you and how that was trying to suffocate. You didn't use those words, but try suffocate what the spirit, uh, your spirit was wanting to do in your life. Yes, Jesus actually referred to it as because my soul could not conform to the Word of God. It was not transformed. Our mind uh, needs to be transformed by the renewing of it. That's what the, it says by the Word of God. So we, uh, we have a transformation that needs to happen in our mind. Our spirit is born again. So, so it, the, the Lord essentially told me, he said, you see a soul that is not transformed. This is what he said. He said, obscures the beauty of your spirit. Mm. That is so good. And you also teach that one of the key things, now I've heard you say this before, and you've been on this show several times. It's been such a blessing. So you have said this before on on the show, but you said that uh, Jesus himself told you that praying in tongues is one of the most supernatural things you can do on this earth. How does speaking and praying in tongues 
intersect with hearing God's voice? Jesus told me that speaking in tongues will actually overthrow your soul and make it submit. And so you have to put the flesh under, and you also have to have your mind transformed so that your spirit is allowed to engage God. Speaking in tongues causes you to participate in the spiritual realm. It's a transaction. It sharpens you. It causes you to to say, you know what, soul, we're not going to do that. We're not going to think that. We're not going to. We're not going to do that, body. It causes a correction to come. I'm telling you what, the spirit of the Lord. I, the God's hit me right now. I, I feel like I got to prophesy. I'm telling you, the spirit of the Lord is so willing right now to help everyone. He has been sent. He's not going anywhere. Jesus said He's never going to leave you. I'm telling you by the word of the Lord that people are going to hear the voice of God because God is speaking in them by the Spirit right now. He's manifesting His power inside of the believer right now. It's called overthrow, Ryan. Jesus told me if you pray in tongues, it's overthrow that happens inside of you. It's so good. And I, I feel the fire of God right now. I'm just going to be honest with you. And Tony is shaking her head in the other side of the glass here, who's working on the show. She's feeling the fire of God. So uh, we're feeling it over here. And uh, Kevin, the brand new book, You Can Hear God's Voice, uh, needs to be in the hands of every believer. Why did you write this book? And what's the take-home for the people when they read this? Well, the take-home is this. The Lord Jesus himself told me to write this book, and he told me to write it so that it simplifies how to hear God's voice. And I wrote it as though as though I would want to buy a book that would teach me how to hear God's voice, not just the principles that are in the Bible, but a rubber-meets-the-road discussion about how I learned to hear the voice of God. But not only that, the Lord spent time with me when I was in heaven, and he explained all the things that can go wrong down here. He also explained all the good things you could do to cause you to be a a powerful overcomer and change history on this earth. And this book does that. It actually causes you to walk in something that you would not have, because there's certain things in there that people need to know. I needed to know these, but it took 30 years. It doesn't have to take a person 30 years to learn this. These are things that the Lord just showed me, listen, if they do these things, then they're going to hear my voice. So that's what I did with this book. It was a mandate. And listen, I've read this book, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. What happens when you read this book is, and and I'm just telling you the truth, it fast-tracks you to do what you got to do to learn to hear His voice and begin to act upon what you're hearing. It's wonderful teaching. You need to get this book. You can hear God's voice. Now, Kevin, as we shift gears a little bit, speaking of hearing God's voice, uh, not too long ago, you had a f- over five-hour encounter with the Lord. Now, this is just recently, and the Lord was literally three feet from you, Jesus was, and we do not have the time to talk about all the things that you encountered, obviously. It was five hours, and so I have just a few notes And you just go for it, Kevin, whatever direction you want. But I'm going to ask you a few things. First of all, what was the main mandate that the Lord rested on your spirit through this visitation? In other words, why did he come and visit you for five hours? Uh, Ryan, and it was actually five and a half hours. I I just don't know how, how to say this. Without, without uh, diminishing, like I can't seem to say it in English, you know, to tell you how powerful this was. But what he did was he sat with me and he went over verse by verse most of Ephesians. 
and then most of the areas of Corinthians talking about the body of Christ, about the role of ministry, all the ministry gifts. He went through verse by verse. It took hours. He went through uh, what an apostle is, what a prophet is, what a pastor is, what an evangelist and a teacher is. And then he explained to me this. He said, there's a great deception that's come upon the earth. And these are demons that have been unleashed to to bring this great deception. And and he said, Kevin, he said, do you, you realize I'm still against lukewarmness? I'm done with lukewarmness. So this is what he was addressing to me. He was saying that he is done with lukewarmness. And he said, I love people. He said, me and my father love people. He said, so I, I have to do this. I have to uh, tell you this. I want you to do this. And I want you to make this uh, available. So those who are listening, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a four CD set that Kevin did for us. It's called My Time with Jesus Concerning Your Future. And I'm going to ask Kevin a few things that are on the CD. But listen, th- this CD set will change your life because of all the revelation of Kevin's encounter with the Lord. So, Kevin, I'm just going to do my best and ask you some of these things. I just There's so many uh, wonderful things that just whatever uh, we can tackle on this podcast. But one of the main things, because you talked about how you went into Corinthians and Ephesians, is Jesus explained the importance uh, to read the epistles, to read what Paul wrote. And he explained to me that Paul was actually— a, a defender of the faith. So he was almost uh, in his mindset, he, he was like a lawyer that was coming against false doctrine. And he could, he said, he said, you know, you have a bunch of teachers around you. He said, but you have very few fathers. He said, I birthed you. Uh, he told me, he, Jesus told me that, that Paul was a father and that he loved people, but he came against anything that would come in and divide the sheep or to dis- any kind of deception. So that's what that's what this was all about. He said, you need to read Paul. Okay, the Lord talked to you about how the gospel, obviously, is good news and it changes people's lives. But then the Lord went into talking to you about what the prophets really need to be speaking to the body to build them into maturity. And Kevin, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because you said on the CD set that there's a lot of people prophesying what's going on in the news and politics and this and that. What did the Lord say to you about that? He he said that uh, they're speaking from their imagination, and they're they're just going from talking about the crisis. They're talking about, you know, everything. It's almost like a talk show where they, they just uh, talking about whatever's come up, whatever the devil's doing at the time. But see, Jesus said, I never did that. He said, Kevin— he said, stay on track, that you are supposed to announce the good news of the gospel and lift me up. And he said, I'm going to draw all men unto me. He said, you're supposed to just preach the gospel, heal the sick, and raise the dead, and drive out devils. And he said, this is the fulfilling the body of Christ. So the prophet is supposed to be speaking to the body of Christ and building them up. And he said that Believers then, no, this is what he told me. I mean, I can't mess this up, Ryan. He was three feet from me, as I say. <laughs> he, he, he said, he said, people are, so, he said, you judge yourself. He said, judge yourself lest you be judged. Believers don't fall under judgment. They uh, have the word of God and they, they the, the word of God judges them. And so we're to judge ourselves. And so when a prophet speaks, it's they give the word of the Lord, then we judge ourselves so that we're not judged with the world. What happens is is that people don't judge themselves. But it's not um it's not something like where you're talking about every crisis the spirit of the Lord is is wanting to 
give us instruction and tell us what to do as a body. So Jesus said that there was a fivefold ministry of the church, but that uh, this was a, a sacred calling and that they are to speak they are to speak what God is saying to the body of Christ. It said God set in the church some to be. So God sets them in the church. And he said they were to build up the body into the unity of the faith. So it's it's all about building the body up. Now, you said in the CD set, this is so good, that I'm, Jesus said, I'm going to start visiting people. Angels are going to be assigned to people's houses to where they don't want to leave. They will stay there to create an environment to where people start to walk in the power of God. That's a transcription from your CD. Uh, that, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's what he told me. He said that, that the family is going to become popular again. He told me a whole bunch of things. He said uh, holiness is going to become popular again. He said that uh, brokenness and humility is going to become uh, a common thing. People are going to cry out to me, and I'm going to answer him. He, he, he said it was like we were going back to the the old mindset of just letting God move and uh, yielding to God and being humble. It's amazing to me. We have to leave our old self, Ryan. And Jesus said people are not leaving their old self. They're, he explained it to me. He said, he said people are, are delivered. They just, they're going by feelings. He said they, they've got all these different things uh, going on in their life. And he said, I'm not in any one of them. <laughs> it's, it, I'm telling you that Jesus is very, very strong personality. And he was wanting to help you. He says, in fact, Ryan, he said this, he said, we, me and my father love people. He said, we're not doing any of these terrible things to people. Wow. Wow. And, and here's a big thing, Kevin, and I know you talk about this often, is you, you just said that Jesus said that people aren't getting over themselves. But there's a teaching out there that says that's already been done because we're the righteousness of God in Christ. So where does the, the, the dying to self message, which I'm a firm believer in, and crucifying the flesh, we don't hear that anymore. And, but you said the Lord is telling telling us you got to get over yourself. So how do those two reconcile with each other? In Second Peter chapter one, towards the end, there, uh, Peter says this. He said that these people who have not done these things and are not partakers of the divine nature because they haven't implemented the promises, he said that they have not gotten over their past sins. He's talking to believers. Yes, he's talking to believers. So. You know, when are you forgiven? I mean, you know, like when you become a Christian, you repent, okay? All right. So I ask people all the time, how many of you are still struggling with your past? And three-quarters of the of the thousand people will raise their hand. Well, that's not you know, according to what Peter says. He said, if you do these things, he said, in a, he said, it will keep you from falling. And he said, you'll be a partaker or a partner of the divine nature. And he said, and he said, those people who have not done this, who do not allow this to happen in their life, adding to their faith, he said, they've closed their eyes and they're deceived. And he said, they have not gotten over their past sins. This is a hard word. It, it is, but it, it's the truth. You know, it, it, it's so interesting, Kevin, that people long to have an encounter with God, feel the presence of God, but they don't want to do what it takes to get there. Yeah, like right now. 
right now. You know, like uh, how sometimes when I've been on the show and and uh, you've encountered certain things happen. You've had like where we've had angels come, and you can feel that an angel has just come and stood beside me, and the whole atmosphere shifts. Well, right now Jesus Himself is sitting here. I can feel Him right now, standing here with me as I'm talking to you. Uh, he, I mean, it's not an angel. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus Himself, and He's coming alongside me right now, and He's telling me, "Just tell the people they're doing better." than they think they're doing. They just need to stay in there with me. And that's one of the things that Jesus also told you in this encounter. Tell believers they're doing better than they think they are. What What is the Lord saying in that? That's, that's a big statement. No, Ryan, I, I, I don't want to blow you away, but he said there was a horde of demons released recently that are causing believers to start to doubt their faith. It, it's not just you having a bad day. This is a... a a concentrated effort it's strategic to come against believers in their their soul realm in their mind will and emotions to make them feel like they're a failure that make them feel like they just want to end their life they they uh, don't feel like they please god the whole time they are pleasing god because jesus christ took their place and now he's wanting them to walk with what in in the plan of god this is the father's plan the Father's plan is for us to get over ourselves and just let the Spirit of God start to work. And he wants to—it's called ministry, letting the Spirit of God just move through you. But we get in the way because we haven't gotten over ourselves. And Jesus said this. He goes, Kevin, and those for people that are waiting for the great catching away, he said, I'm giving you another 11 years. That's what he said to me, Ryan. He said, wow. I mean, he said, you got another 11 years. And, and then and then he went through that whole 11 years with me. He Like personally, he told me, okay, you're going to start this program. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. This person, you call them as soon as this is over. He said, you call this person. This person's going to work for you. This person's going to work for you. He gave me the next 11 years, Ryan. And it was uh, seven different programs that I got to start. And one of those programs, which is on your CDs, is the Lord was uh, really serious to talk to you about uh, house churches. What what what's the Lord's intention there? Yeah, he said. He said, Kevin, I wasn't in any of this. He said, but you ought to take everything that you observed. He called it data. He said, just take the data that you just observed. He said, what the enemy just did, and he said, you got uh, a couple months to implement what you learned in these programs and and get ready for this to happen again. So when he, when it happens again, uh, he wants me to have. Uh, help people to to form Bible studies and house churches so that they can still meet or at least be connected in some way and help meet people's needs, you know, if they need water and food and things like that. The Lord just said that this is this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be a provision for your neighborhood, your community, and, and just minister to people. Now, you are not what people call a doom and gloom uh, prophet or things like that because you love to talk about the goodness of God, the love of the Father. You do say that, you know, there will be perilous times. Well, the Bible says that, but there will be times coming ahead that we just need to be prepared. And that's part of the reason for the house churches. But also, the Lord made it so clear to you that believers during the rough seasons are going to prosper during those times. Yes, of course. And, you know, it's God's plan, just like he said in Deuteronomy 15. He said, he said, uh, I am the Lord God that blesses you. He said, there shall be no poor among you. 
And he said that I am the Lord God who has blessed you and favored you and is bringing you into the land I promised you. So it's God's mindset to, to because of all the covenant that's mentioned in Deuteronomy 28, all everything shows that you don't have to borrow from anyone, that you're going to lend out, that you're going to be the provision. And this is kind of like the Joseph thing, where Joseph was sent ahead and, and helped the family of Israel come down, you know, to have, to have his family come down that formed the eventually the, the race of people that we call the Hebrews, you know, Israel. So this is going to happen again, but it's, he called it Project Goshen. He said in Goshen, none of these plagues or anything came to the, the the children of Israel. They were in a certain spot in Egypt, but they came out with with everything. Um, they says the gold and the silver they came out with in in the Book of Psalms, and it says there wasn't one feeble among 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 them. Because of this, I'm telling you that the Lord promised me in this end time that. We as the church, God wants to prosper us so that we can have all this provision to help people. And then people are going to say, God is with you. And in this season, you also saw some things that were, uh, you know, some, the Lord was removing lampstands in, in, because there's a great separation coming. What, is, what does the Lord mean uh, in Revelation where he's removing lampstands? And you saw this, that, that something, there's going to be a separation in, in ministry. Yeah, and actually, the separation occurred already. He told me it had already. It, he he uh, he had, he said it actually had happened, but he said you will see it, and then he gave me a certain amount of months, and it's already we've seen it, and he said there'll be a migration from uh, people that were not really lifting Jesus up, and he said I'm going to pull their lampstands, and that's what he said, and he named names and everything. So like I was told, this is what you do: you encourage the body of Christ and get them ready for the next round of this. You know, like uh, what Satan wants to do is stop the move of God because he knows that the great harvest is coming in. So Jesus told me, he said, Kevin, I'm just telling you, I don't know when I'm coming back because only the Father knows that. He said, but I can tell you something. He said, "He said I know that the gospel must go throughout the whole world, and then the end shall come. And he was quoting, of course, you know, Matthew 24. But that separation, he said, is coming. So this is what he told me, Ryan. It's a hard word. He said, from now on, he said, you don't pursue goats. He said, you pursue lambs because their separation has come between the goats and lambs. And then he said this, he said, he said, you don't, you don't pursue tares, you pursue the wheat, you minister to the wheat. He said, the separation is coming, the angels will separate that. He said, and this is the hard one, he said, you don't pursue the five unwise virgins, you only pursue the five wise, you know, because the 10 virgins, there was five unwise. He said, the separation has already happened, Kevin, and I'm not, he said, I'm not um, chasing after those anymore. He said, a goat will always be a goat. And so people, people need to decide at this time, if they're a believer, that they, they have to decide to let the Spirit of God manifest. And it's all about, Brian, he told me, he said, it's all about manifestation now. And he said he wants to manifest the Father's glory through us, but we share in that glory. According to John 17, it's so important, Ryan, to get out of lukewarmness. He talked to me for a good 20 minutes about lukewarmness. And the the unique thing to me about that is I love how the Lord warns us ahead of time. I mean, what a good father. 
he basically says, if you do this, I will come. I will set up shop with you. I will be with you. I will love you. I'll make my home with you. If you just humble yourself, if you just seek my face. And that's a lot of, it sounds like what the Lord's tenderness. I can hear he, it's, it's authoritative in a strong word, but tender at the same time. And if you could see the things that are on the other side that are written already, it's almost like every day when you wake up, you, you have a grin on your face because you know God has already <laughs> written things down about you, and it, He loves you. He's favoring His people. He's not neglecting His children. He's a good Father. Speaking of children, the Lord showed you many things about children, actually. And, you know, you even said that the Lord said that the children being born are the prophets coming in. Uh, for the coming days. Yeah, because he he said that just like uh, Pharaoh tried to extinguish Moses in the womb and, and get rid of him, he said then, he said they, uh, Herod tried to extinguish him and get rid of him in the womb when he was born, Jesus said that. And then he said now with this abortion issue, he said that now Satan thinks that this is the last generation coming up, so he's legalized abortion. And he said, so because of that, it's going to be overturned. The abortion thing, will it will be overturned as a sign. And then he said this. He said, I mean, he said, I'm not wasting a life ever. But I'm telling you, Kevin, every, every uh, child in the womb from now on is a prophetic voice, uh, is a prophet to this generation, because uh, I've anointed the womb to usher in the second coming. And speaking of which, you teach clearly in your CD set and, and in your uh, book that it's it's not God's will that anybody goes to hell. Everybody's got a book of destiny already written out for them, already done. And in fact, you teach that Jesus is acting right now that, that if everybody's going to heaven, but it's our choice, of course. Right. When I was in heaven, all the books were written as though everyone goes to heaven. He said, it's a hell wasn't made for, for human beings. It was made for the devil and his angels, you know, that's what Jesus has said in his word. But he, he said to all the, all the people on the earth, he treats them as though they're going to repent and come and be in heaven. And that's what the angels have been instructed. They're to work people to the place where they, they will hear the word of God and repent. And this is, this, he says, you got 11 years to, uh, to bring in the harvest. And he said, he said it's going to be a glorious time, and he wants he wants to be with his people and prosper them to help them with this move of God because people need they need the real thing, Ryan. And I I know Jesus is the real thing, and I feel like we need to start letting him manifest his glory. I mean, the power of God is so strong that that uh, that I'm seeing miracles every day. I mean, even the FedEx people, even the UPS, <laughs> when they deliver stuff, they get hit by God. I mean, even workers. Uh, that are at my ministry, they they just they they have a hammer in their hand. They walk by, and the power of God hits, and they start crying. I I start prophesying to them. They go, "How did you know to say that?" That's what I just said in the parking lot. Wow! Before I came in. Wow! I don't think that this is like the end of the world. I feel like we're in the beginnings of all this. But what I saw was a bright future where the church starts to manifest the glory of the Father. We start walking as sons and daughters of God. And you said the Lord told you to start announcing the year of Jubilee. Yes, because he did. That was part of the gospel is the Jubilee. So he he is really wanting to cancel debt. And he wants he wants to teach people how they they can have 
what Psalms 91 talks about in verses 9 through 16, that if you make the most high your dwelling place, that means you you, you live there, then none of these things are going to happen to you. You're going to have all of, of the, uh, the wonderful things that God has. It says none of these things shall touch you. You'll see them to where a thousand fall here and a ten thousand here, but it will not come near you. There is a a person, there is a person on the earth, it, Jesus said, if they would agree with me, he said, there, there, all I need is one that'll agree with me. He said, me and that person could change history together. So I said, told the Lord, I want to be that person. He said, well, the body of Christ is supposed to be doing this. Wow. Wow. And I know those of you who are listening, you are saying, hey, me too. I want to be that person. You're like Isaiah before the Lord. Here I am. Send me. And I know you're feeling the presence of God right now. And and Kevin's brand new book, You Can Hear God's Voice, and an exclusive four CD set, My Time with Jesus Concerning Your Future. And we don't have five hours to talk about everything that Kevin experienced in this recent encounter with the Lord. So you need to get a hold of these CDs. And th- this whole package is going to change your life. Kevin, if you could just pray for the people that are listening, whatever is on your heart. Sure, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for what you have made in your covenant with us. I thank you that I acknowledge all the things that you have done through Jesus Christ. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I break every hindering devil against the people. I break the power of Satan over people's lives. I break trauma in in the name of Jesus, and I command every evil spirit to let go of all the listeners listening. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are washing over them, that you are blowing on them, that you come with a mighty wind and a mighty fire and with utterance in in tongues, and that you give them the new wine and that they would finish their race with joy. The Lord says, I've got plenty of joy, and I'm going to pour out my joy in these last days. You're going to prophesy. You're going to walk in the fire. You're going to walk on the holy sapphire. You are going to fulfill your mission because I wrote this before you were born, and I believe in you. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. We receive that, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest Kevin Zadai, and now here's Sid to tell you how you can get the special resource. God desires to talk to you more than you want to hear Him. Many people go through life wishing they could hear from God. The truth is, you were made to hear God's voice in this brand new revolutionary book, You Can Hear God's Voice, Kevin Zadai helps you develop your ability to hear God's words every day. Kevin also recorded a monumental four-CD set entitled My Time with Jesus Concerning Your Future, where Kevin shares how he recently had an over five-and-a-half-hour face-to-face encounter with Jesus. Kevin says that this is one of the most powerful encounters he has ever had. Jesus sat with Kevin and shared about the dividing line in the church, the Father's love, angels, a move of God, the year of Jubilee, house churches, prospering in hard times, the mysteries of our faith, the amazing time that's right before us. And you know what is so amazing? To me, it's amazing. He said that God personally told him to entrust us as the first ministry that is releasing this uh, worldwide because this message is 
so important it can't be tampered with it has to be pure just the way jesus spoke to him call now for kevin's brand new book you can hear god's voice and his exclusive four cd set my time with jesus concerning your future for an investment of 39 us dollars to order call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Kevin's brand new book, You Can Hear God's Voice, and it's exclusive for CD set, My Time with Jesus Concerning Your Future, Offer number 9703 for an investment of 39 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9703. Once again, that's offer number 9703.